it's time for the gloves to come off, my friends. I don't give a shit what other people think. I made a podcast with my name on it, not yours. (laughs) Okay? And if I have to become Howard Stern, then I will. Because truthfully, that is the very being of me that I tell it like it is. And it's so funny today, I was reading back on everything from my podcast, my my episode one and two, and it's so interesting to get the commentary back. And I love both sides of it. I mean, you know, clearly there's people that hate on you and, and whatever, and half of it I actually find to be hilarious because they're actually giving you revenue. Um, but what I really love are those that are not only positive, actually positive is, is beautiful and I so appreciate it. But more so than anything is the people that actually listen and comment in a constructive way where you can tell that they've listened and they've digested what you said and can relate to it in any way. I'm not here to pretend to be Dr. Henry Lee. I'm not here to pretend to be a forensic scientist. I'm not here to present the case. I'm not Norm Paytas, and I'm not the prosecution. I am me, and I'm giving my opinion, and I am telling you how I feel and how the majority of the people around me feel in Connecticut, and I'm not apologizing for it. I think it's so funny how people come at you and say, oh, well, I need to have specific facts. Well, I don't know where Jennifer Dulos's body is. Let me just say that. No clue. And if I did, I'd be the first person to be walking with the police department in New Canaan and pointing it out. Okay? I'm sorry I don't have this, the details for you that are, you know, dew point pressure and wind velocity, that, that's, that's, that's irrelevant. And if I had it, you'd know about it already and, and the news would have it all out there. So that's not what a podcast for me is all about. A podcast is a release for not, not me, okay? It just happens to be that. It's for joining like-minded people in a community forum and having a voice so what's what I find funny is that in college I took so many classes in debate and I find people that critique things to be um beneficial in a lot of ways but also uh funny I find them funny because without them realizing what they're saying they're they're literally explaining how and what they wish they could be doing but they're not and you are and then they they try so hard to critique something that you're doing that you're clearly not doing wrong um and I find it silly so I had to address that um but thank you and thank you for listening I appreciate it and uh and feel free to hit mute uh, so anyway, moving on. Uh, today was crazy. I had a whole new idea and outline of specific subject matters that I was going to address, which might have to be pushed to episode four. I don't know um, because of the news that I got right when I pulled in today about the police and them making a statement about ceasing search. I think it's a 
pretty blanket statement right now. That is my opinion. I don't know if I have to put that in bold italics and underline it and circle it and put it in red. My opinion, again, is that it ain't over until it's over. A quote from my father, who I love, rest in peace, JPN. Uh, It ain't over until it's over. And it's one of my favorite lines. And that's what I believe in this case. I do believe that I almost feel like I shouldn't say too much because I feel like I've said too much regarding that because I truly stand by the police and I believe that they know what they're doing. Uh, And they're very good at dealing with the public in a certain way. So I will leave it at that. My personal opinion is that Fotostulos and from what I have become privy to, which I don't have to give the details of how I obtained information, is very, very, very good at what he has done and is doing. Uh, You know, this is not a one-stop shop. This is a a continued effort uh, on his part. Uh, He has the lawyer coming over for dinner. He is pretending to be super dad, which I would love to know how that's happening. And, and for those who like specifics, that was detailed by his lawyer, Norm Paytas, that he's a loving father. I'd love to know a specific example of how Norm was able to see his client, Fotostulos, as a loving father. I, I don't know how he has because the court isn't allowing him to speak to his children. So how, how can you show me or the public that he's a loving father? The only way you can learn about Fotis is through the past and through history. And you know what gives the best history? Is family court documents. And if you're just tuning in to this podcast, I want you to pause it right now. And I want you to go to episode two. And I want you to listen to what I talk about in episode two. Okay. And if you don't believe those things, you can then do your own investigative work and look for those documents. Do I know if you can get them again? I don't know. You could when I could get them. But try if you don't believe me. All right. If not, if you listen to all that, then let's continue. Fotis Dulos clearly isn't a great father. Nothing new, as they say. Well, Norm truly believes that he's innocent. What I find interesting today is a news anchor, which I won't name, later today, um, actually a friend of mine posted in a wonderful blog um, that I won't name that is involved in all of this this reporter interviewing Norm Paytas, Fotis Dulos's attorney and right-hand man and sous chef. Just kidding. Hey, you never know. Maybe he was preparing the meat. I don't know. Um, but Norm specifically said when asked, will you be preparing for a murder trial? And if you watch the interview... Everybody that's listening now would understand the body language that this man showed everybody. Deep breath, looking up into the ceiling, looking to the left. (gasps) I don't know. And whatever else 
theatrics he did. Okay. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. He, he explained it well in that one instance that he explained it well, which is the most crucial point. The question that is asked if Norm is going to stand by his man, <laughs> AKA Fotis Dulos, if it becomes a murder charge. And his response wasn't his usual response, which is uh, attorney-client privilege. Uh, I have nothing to say. Uh, 150th Amendment. Um, whatever the hell he said, okay? Because it doesn't matter. The point I'm trying to make is that it's usually very short and 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 quick and trying to get the reporter off that topic and moving along. That's why... Norm had one of the most interesting interviews removed, I think it's about a week ago now, uh, that was so telling. Uh, and if you saw it, I think it was NBC or Eyewitness News, it was, it was unbelievable. I mean, he, he was open, honest. There were points where I completely was shocked and uh, impressed with his honesty about explaining about how when you have a body and when you don't have a body in a criminal case, you know, the benefits of having a body and not having a body, you know, for the prosecution rather than the the criminal defense. I respect him for that. But there was also points in there, if you saw, where if you were maybe his partner, you'd say, "Ah, I wouldn't have said that. And if you saw it, you'd understand why that interview is no longer available anywhere online. So I go back to the Norm and Fotis relationship, which I find to be very interesting. Me personally, again, this is my opinion. I find it very interesting that they're having dinner together and he's speaking as if he knows him so well as a father. Yet there has been no interaction with him and his children. So, I mean, those little things that are off, um, don't sit well with me. It just shows that he's bullshitting. That's my opinion. He's paid to bullshit. That's his job. It even says on his website, you know, alternate theories. I mean, layman's terms, other alibis. You know, I, I don't need to detail this too much for people for them to understand. And if you don't understand, I'm sorry, Google it, Google norm, and you'll see what I'm saying and, and, and put two and two together. But I'm not going to get on him for defending his client. But for me, in my opinion on this, it bothers me to see him doing so knowing that he's getting paid and defending someone that is clearly not innocent in this. There is no reason for a man to have his wife's clothing with blood in it in a trash bag. There's no reason for it to be on Hartford or an Albany Avenue, okay, in Hartford. There, it's just, there's nothing, even Norm, the great Paytas, cannot explain away that, okay? In that lost interview, many would have seen him explaining second-degree murder and manslaughter and vehicular homicide and all these charges that potentially could come about. 
And I'm, I am just flabbergasted on why that interview was taken away. I really am. Just like everybody else, I would love to know where Jennifer is. I would love to know the specifics. But it's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of time. Do I know specifically how long? Absolutely not, because I wasn't involved in this. I have no idea. But what I believe is that this guy, Fotis Dulos, knew exactly what he was doing. You don't get involved in anything like this when you're innocent. I'm sorry, I'm going to go back to the the quote where there's smoke, there's fire. There is. And I was going to do an episode completely on criminals and, and the fact that a lot of people like to say, if you have any sort of voice like I do, about any sort of strong voice, rather, about criminals and pushing guilt upon them that you had no experience in in the legal system, in the court system, in any sort of capacity whatsoever. What I say to that is, what, what is leading me to this? Why do I have a passion to this case? If I didn't have any connection, why would I care? Why would I care? McDonald's isn't sponsoring me yet. So why the hell would I care? I clearly know stuff. I clearly have been around the legal system. And it's up to me to disclose how much. So I'll leave you with that. Episode four will be coming. It's going to be coming a lot sooner because it was supposed to be tonight. And I apologize, but I was completely shocked with the news today uh, about the ceasing of the search. But uh, like I said in one of my favorite, favorite blogs today, it ain't over until it's over. So don't lose hope. I know there will be more coming about with all of this. And uh, it's not every day that you find a husband with uh, a sponge of his wife's blood in it. So, you know, (laughs) it wasn't her pen that, you know, he had or her, her cell phone case. Um, I'll leave you with that. I, 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 I just can't believe the people that still are silently defending him or quietly defending him. I, it, it just, I don't get it, but you know what? Those are the, it's not funny actually. It's actually scary because those are the people that you can get on a jury. And that is why OJ is not in prison today. And that's all I have to say about that. And that is what scares me. It's not their opinion and that they disagree with me. It's that those people have the ability to be on a jury and defend somebody just because whatever the reason is. And not looking at the actual facts, which is, I would ask them, is, does your husband have your blood in his pocket right now? Is he, is he disposing of it? No. I mean, you could forget about every single thing I've said thus far and just answer me this. Why did he have her blood in a trash bag at 7 p.m. on Albany Avenue in Hartford? Answer it. So, I love the reporter tonight. She said, you know, Michelle Traconis, 
she passed a polygraph. We don't know what the questions were yet. Can't wait to find out what those were. Side note, but is Fotis ready to do that? Which, I mean, I could get into polygraph and, and how accurate those are. But, you know, his, his attorney's answer was very interesting. And, and I think about it now, it's never a yes or no. It, he, he doesn't even know. That's my opinion. Again, my personal opinion. He doesn't even know what he's dealing with. He got his retainer. The most talking he did was talking about how uh, he's got the lights on in his law firm. So I'm happy for that. I'm happy he's ready. I'm happy that he confirmed the fact that I disclosed very early on that there's no way he's going to get a trial in August. That's not how Connecticut works. And I know that from personal experience, there's no freaking way, Norman Paytas, that you're going to have any sort of trial beginning in August. If someone disagrees, (laughs) go for it. It ain't happening. So that's it. That's it for tonight. I got to get moving on the criminal stuff um, for tomorrow, which will be interesting because it's definitely going to be a mix of my thoughts on criminality and personal experience with that and how the system works and um, my thoughts on everything regarding it. I mean, you just, I just remember my father telling me as a kid, you just don't get into the system. You, you literally become a number. You know, when I was younger, I remember thinking, oh, you become a number, like you become one of many. You actually become a number, literally. <laughs> I don't know that personally, but I've dealt with this personally. And I've seen it happen with people around me. I have experienced the good and the bad side of it. I've watched my father and his career, and I've seen it from those eyes, from what he has disclosed to me, and I've seen it from the other end. I've seen people that are completely desperate, and they do desperate, nonviolent crimes, and they have a lapse of judgment, and I truly don't judge those people if they make a mistake. We are humans. We make mistakes. It's what happens. But there is a very, very, very big line between losing your job, having, you know, everything flying at you and you make a mistake and you commit a crime and you screw up and you do your time and you get out and you move along and you have a productive life. Then I just want to say his name, but I got to explain it now. There's a big difference between doing that and becoming Fotis Dulos, who had a backer like Jen's dad, who had degrees up the ass and was greedy as fuck and decided to take the law into his own hands and become a selfish little douchebag and do what he did. More tomorrow.